Get ready to hear the ancient mystery revealed. How to access God's nuclear power. Is there a supernatural dimension? A world beyond the one we know? Is there life after death? Do angels exist? Can our dreams contain messages from heaven? Can we tap into ancient secrets of the supernatural? Are healing miracles real? Sid Roth has spent over 35 years researching the strange world of the supernatural. Join Sid for this edition of It's Supernatural. Hello, Sid Roth here. Welcome to my world where it's naturally supernatural. My guest, Stephen Brooks, has learned how to cooperate with, realize that angels are around him all the time, and, and just work with angels. Uh, Stephen, when was the first experience you had with an angel? My eyes begin to open into the spirit realm, said in the year of 2000, when the Lord began to take me into these supernatural experiences. And I remember the first time it happened to me, I was in the garage, which was adjacent to our house. I was in the garage praying on my knees. And after praying for about 45 minutes, suddenly I was caught up in a cloud and I was traveling upwards through a cloud. And after a brief moment, I came down, my feet came down on a solid substance and I looked around me and I was in a different realm. Had you ever had an experience like this before? This was the first time I ever saw anything like this or ever had anything like this happen. And I saw all of these different colors of yellow and gold and they were swirling towards, towards me and these colors would come around my legs and come playfully around me in the most beautiful colors I've ever seen in my life. And then I looked up, my eyes looked in front of me and I began to, to see what was in front of me and where I was at. And I saw the, the largest and most awesome throne I've ever seen in my life. The throne was covered with a glistening white cloud. But I could look up and about 70 feet up in the air, I saw the armrest jutting out of this tremendous cloud. While I was staring at this, these two hands, said they were the largest hands I've ever seen in my life. These two hands came out of the cloud and picked me up and began to pull me into that cloud. And it was, it was a great throne of Jehovah God. And God took me in these giant hands and sat me on his lap. And I heard the voice of God speak to me. He said three words, three words that just shook my world. He said, I love you. And when he said that, Sid, every failure, every problem, every hurt, every wound that I had ever experienced in my life, all of those things passed before me like a movie, all of the things that ever came up short in my life, and I was healed of any hurt, any wound. I felt I was made so complete, I felt like I was about to explode with joy. Uh, you know what I think about when you talk about that uh, experience you had is those big hands that came towards you is like a father's hands yes. coming towards a child. And I remember thinking when I was a child, I haven't thought about this in years, that my father's hands were so big. Yes. But yet, you know, I didn't have a father that showed affection. and. He, he never said, I love you. He, he might have, I just don't remember it. But you may have a situation like that too. 
And your Father is saying to you right now the same thing that God the Father said to Stephen. I love you. I love you. I love you. Stephen, uh, when you came out of this vision, what yes. effect did it have on you? My, I felt like my world was completely turned upside down. I was so full of joy and happiness that when I walked into the house, when my wife, the first thing she said when she saw me, she, she looked shocked. She said, you must have seen the Lord. <laughs> I was so ecstatic. I, I knew that my life was going to be changed from that point on. But, but, but time went by and you decided, you know, I'm just not satisfied where I am with God. And maybe you've decided that too. I'm not satisfied where I am. It's not God's fault, but I want to know how to have, and, and you call this nuclear power. What do you mean by nuclear power? Well, I got hungry for the Lord, uh, hungry for more of His glory, more of His anointing, more of His presence in my life. And so what began to take place was the hunger spiritually began to overtake even physical hunger. I found myself just pushing the plate back and spending more time reading my Bible. And there began to come a grace upon my life where even at times the hunger for food would just lift. So I would take that extra time and spend that time in prayer. And uh, the Lord began to honor that. And I began to have more experiences with the Lord, more uh, experiences in the realms of visions. And so the Lord began to open that up as a reward for me seeking Him. Okay, but then how did you get into prayer and fasting? It began progressively. I began to see these things in the Word, but at the same time, I did make somewhat of a jump. I made a leap into it, and it was just a hunger. I didn't really have anybody to teach me. I couldn't find a lot of books out there on the subject of fasting and prayer, but I realized God had more power, more anointing, and I saw that in the Word of God. And I said, Lord, I want to seek you, and I'm asking you to place a greater power upon my life. And that's why I call it nuclear power, because even as we see Peter ministering in the book of Acts, Peter had such an anointing upon his life that if you got within the proximity of a shadow, you could receive a healing. And it wasn't uh, Peter's shadow that was healing people. The shadow was just a, a, a distance barrier that if you got close enough, that anointing that was on him, which was, in a sense, you could say Peter was radioactive. He had something on him that was coming off of him that was healing people. And that was the radioactive nuclear power of God. I said, Lord, I want more of that in my life. And as I sought the Lord, the Lord began to increase that measure of His power upon my life. As a matter of fact, uh, you went on our trip to Israel and the power so increased that people were, just as Stephen said, not so much a shadow. When they got close to Him, they were getting healed. What about someone that's never fasted before? Uh, what if they said, I will fast one meal? But that wouldn't mean anything to God. Should I even bother? Well, it would be, it would mean a great amount to the Lord because every sacrifice we make for Him, no matter how large or how small, even if it's skipping one meal, the Lord takes note of that. And the Lord is a rewarder of those who will diligently seek Him. And if a person is willing to skip a meal and spend that time in prayer, spend that time reading the Word. But by the way, that it's not just skipping a meal to lose weight. It's skipping right. a meal and spending that time with God. A lot of people think it's just the fasting alone is all that's necessary. Right. What will happen is that 
if we just back off from food, but we don't replace it with a spiritual substance of time in the Word or time in prayer, then we just get into a diet. And so we can do a diet, lose weight, but we won't receive the spiritual impact unless we begin incorporating the prayer into these times. Well, Stephen, you have had so much experience along these lines. I have to ask you one quick question. Sure. What if you fast and you don't see any results? That's okay because the results will come. Now, they might not come the day that you break your fast, but they will come, and it might be three months later. It might be nine months later. And you know what? I believe I'm reaping something years later from the time I fasted. Absolutely, it could come a decade later. The Lord knows when you need it. And so when you make this deposit into the spirit realm, when you sow this seed of seeking God and demonstrating to the Lord that you are hungry and that you're going after Him with all of your heart, your harvest is going to come. And it can come in ways that are beyond our imagination. God is so creative and He knows us so well that He can reward in a way that it's so good that we think, I, I didn't even think of that. Lord, I didn't even see that one on the radar. <laughs> That's how good he is. Uh, uh, I was in Israel with Stephen and his wife, Kelly. And when we come back, I want to tell you about people that just walked near him that God healed. But then I'm going to have him pray for you. Don't go away. We'll be right back to It's Supernatural. Sid Roth has found the key to worldwide revival. This is God's time to reach the Jewish people with his love. Messiah Jesus has torn down the wall dividing Jew and Gentile. The two together form one new man to reach the world. God's method to reach the Jewish people is through signs and wonders. This is why our website, SidRoth.org, is jam-packed with tools to equip you to move in signs and wonders. Understand Israel and the Jewish roots of the church. Log on to SidRoth.org today. We now return to It's Supernatural. Hello, Sid Roth here with Stephen Brooks. And Stephen, when you were in Israel, I was amazed at the report we got. Tell me about that one woman that was walking towards you. You didn't touch her. She didn't touch you. What happened? But that nuclear power, it yes. was radiating from you. Yes, the Lord's anointing was present to heal and people were surrounding me as that anointing came and I was praying for people. They were receiving the Lord's healing anointing. Uh, but there was a lady who was in such pain and she said later, she, as she wrote me later, she said, Stephen, there were so many people around you, I couldn't get close so that you could personally lay hands on me. But as she got closer and closer, she suddenly felt the Lord's anointing come out like a wave of glory came out and it went through her body and she was healed right on the spot. Nobody laid hands on her. I believe that's going to happen to you in just a moment. Stephen, uh, remember when you were fasting and praying for this big meeting in Pennsylvania? Uh, tell me about the meeting. Well, I went to uh, a certain church in Pennsylvania, the minister, the pastor had promised me on the phone that he had a large church, we'd have a large crowd, and I don't go just because there's a lot of people, whoever is there, if the Lord leads me to go, I'll go, but I showed up for the meeting and I found out that there was only eight people in the church. When I got there, it was about 10 minutes till seven, and there was only eight people. I asked the pastor, I said, what happened to all your church members? He said, well, we had a little falling out recently. So anyhow, to uh, get past that and the initial discouragement, uh, by the time the meeting started, it had swollen to a the giant capacity of 15 people. And so the, it felt like the enemy was speaking to me and taunting me and saying, you spent all that preparation for these meetings. You spent time in prayer. You spent spent time in fasting and you've completely wasted your time. And I 
told the Lord, I said, Lord, I'm going to go out there and minister to these 15 people as if it was 15,000. And so that night I ministered, taught a message. And then after I was through preaching, they brought a lady up to me so that she might receive prayer. And when this lady stood before me, I could see that she was under the influence of an evil spirit. Now they told me she had just received the Lord as her Savior, but she was just, just barely into the new birth experience. She had just become a Christian. And I said, let me pray for you. When I prayed for her, I rebuked an evil spirit that was over her life. Instantly, she fell on the floor and the Lord Jesus filled her mightily with the Holy Spirit. She got up off the floor. She was speaking in tongues. She began to prophesy and she had a great visitation from the Lord. She told me later she actually saw two feet walk up to her that had holes in the feet. This man was wearing a robe and she was mightily filled with the Holy Spirit. The next morning she woke up. Now this lady is in her mid-40s. When she woke up the next morning and walked outside of her house for the first time in her life she realized that the sky was blue. She thought all of her life that the sky was gray all the time. And so what happened is when the Lord filled her with His Spirit, all the grayscale came off and she began to see the way the Lord wanted her to see. You told me that many Muslims have this, she was Muslim, have this yes, experience. Yes, many people when they have a, uh, from, the, uh, from the Arab world, when they have a genuine conversion experience and they receive the Lord as their Savior and they are filled with the Spirit, all the grayscale comes off and they live life to the fullness the way God intends for them to live. How sensitive do you become to the spirit world when you fast? Well, that's the first thing a person will notice when they begin to fast and seek the Lord is that their spiritual senses will become very heightened, very alert, and they're able to pick up on things that formerly could just pass right by. Blessings that formerly could have passed by, you'll catch those things. Gifts of the spirit that normally would have been on a very low ebb of activity become extremely sharp. So does sharp. it make you more sensitive to see angels and Yes, it will begin to open up that realm to you. I am convinced, Sid, that anybody can move into that prophetic realm. It doesn't mean you're necessarily a prophet, but you can move into that prophetic realm. When you begin to lean into the things of the Lord with prayer and fasting, your spiritual eyes will begin to open up, just like uh, Elisha had the servant. and. Uh, his, he also began to see into the realm of the Spirit just like the prophet could. And he could see the armies, the angelic armies that were surrounding them. Uh, tell me about the time an angel spoke to you. There was a scoffer in the audience that really didn't believe anything you were saying. I was ministering in a church in Southern California and the Holy Spirit prompted me to pray over everybody's wallet, not personally, but for people to hold up their purses and their wallets, that they might receive a financial breakthrough because I saw the angels of abundant provision come into the meeting. And so uh, people begin to take out their wallets and purses and hold them up. And after the service, I had a person express to me that he thought that was one of the silliest and most foolish things that he's ever seen in his life before. But he did it anyhow. And so I came back to that church to minister a year later and he, that same man was waiting for me. And he said, he said, Stephen, when you came to that service, you have to understand the pressure what I, that I was under. He said, I have nine children. I've had no job for the last eight or nine months and I was desperate for work and I was in a tremendous financial bind. And when you asked us to hold our wallets up, 
I thought that was the most foolish thing I've ever heard in my life, but I was so desperate I held it up. And I said, I'm glad you did because the angel of the Lord was in that meeting to cause provision to come. He said, that must be true because just a few days after that, I got a breakthrough job. I got hired as a longshoreman and they started my pay at $44 an hour. And they said, I could work all the overtime I want. And within a few weeks, I was out from underneath the tremendous financial pressure that had plagued me for so long. Uh, Stephen, is there an angel on this set right now? Yes, there is. There is an angel here to help minister in the healing anointing. Now the Lord Jesus is the healer, but the angel comes to help assist with the anointing going out because it's going out to the world. It's going out to so okay. many people. When we come back, I want you to pray for those that are viewing right now. But uh, it, I, it's almost hard for me to believe. You defied the laws of gravity. You defied the laws of science. There was a car getting ready to crash right into you. I'll tell you what, we'll finish that story when we come back. I know you're going to be back. We'll be right back to It's Supernatural. In these difficult times we are living in, you need an impartation of God's supernatural miracle working nuclear power. Call now and get two anointed books by Stephen Brooks, God's Nuclear Power, Fasting and Prayer, and Working with Angels. Yours for a donation of $30. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9140. God has an increase of the anointing that's available for you as you study this book about God's nuclear power. Through this book, you will learn how to become a nuclear power plant for God. Walk in the same miracles Jesus did. Unleash the power of God in a sustained and dynamic way. Receive the divine radiation of God to destroy sickness, disease, depression, yokes, bondages, and to drive out demonic spirits. See even the most impossible prayers answered. And this book, Working with Angels, will open your eyes to see into the spirit realm, the glories and the mysteries and the wonders that God has waiting for you. You'll be able to work with the angels and know them to a much higher degree in understanding. Through his life-changing book, Working with Angels, you will learn how to receive an angel to assist you in prayer as God did for Jesus. Understand that angels will welcome you to a realm that brings you closer to God. Find out that angels assist in every area of life when you learn how to cooperate with them. Begin working hand-in-hand -hand with God's angels and experience miracles, signs, and wonders. As you invest your time into studying and reading the contents of these books, your walk with the Lord, my friend, is going to go through the roof. You will have a supernatural enablement. Don't miss out on getting two anointed books by Stephen Brooks, God's Nuclear Power, and Working with Angels. Yours for a donation of $30. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9140. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina 28278. Please specify offer number 9140 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. We now return to It's Supernatural. Hello, Sid Roth here with Stephen Brooks. Stephen, uh, you provoke me to jealousy in a lot of ways, uh, but you actually have an angel by the name of goodness uh, yes. that intercedes for you, so to speak, makes yes. things easy for you when you um, do your domestic travel. 
Tell me a story about goodness. Yes, this angel has been a lot of help during different times. I've traveled all over America, and this angel is assigned over my domestic travels. I'll give you an example. One time I was ministering in Miami, Florida. After the meetings were over at this church, we had to rush to the airport because a hurricane was blowing into the city. And so we, we were on time. We actually got there a little bit early, but when we arrived, the airport appeared to be in pandemonium because thousands of people were wanting to escape Miami before the hurricane blew in. And so we arrived at our area to uh, get on, at our gate to get onto the plane. And the lady said, everybody else has already gotten on the plane. The Brooks party is the last one. You've got to get on the plane now. I said, well, my wife is not here yet. My wife, she was busy walking to the airport looking for a good coffee somewhere. And, but the lady said, you've got to get on the plane now or you're going to miss the flight. I said, I can't leave my wife behind. But right then, my wife walked up. And so the person at the ticket agency said, you've got to get on the plane now, all four of you. And she said, where's the other person? I said, we're all here. She said, well, it shows on the paper there's four of you. I said, but we're all here. She said, who's Stephen Brooks? I said, that's me. She said, who's Kelly Brooks? I said, that's my wife. Who's Abigail Brooks? That's my daughter. She's right there. I said, we're, we're all here. She said, no, there's also somebody on the paper said, goodness, Brooks is traveling with you. Now, I, I thought I'd heard it all uh, until I heard a story of what happened in Germany. <laughs> Tell me about that. When I was in Germany, we're driving down the road, going to a church, and the driver was a Lutheran uh, be believer, and he couldn't speak any English. I couldn't speak any German. He's in the driver's seat. I'm in the passenger seat. My daughter is in the back seat. As we're driving to the church, suddenly a car that had a yield and a stop sign progressively staged, they ran through the yield sign, ran through the stop sign, and then they began to merge right into our lane, but there was nowhere to go. We all braced for impact. He was speeding. We were uh, going along the right path, and everybody in the car braced for impact. And instead of an impact, that car swerved into our car and merged with our car. I could see the driver of that car. I could see his panicked state of mind. And somehow there was no collision, no metal bending, no glass breaking. And we drove together for about 70 or 80 yards before he took an exit and cut off. And so what must have been an impact uh, was actually an angel that God sent right at the split second to bring deliverance. Uh, do you think that would have happened if you did not live a fasted life? I believe if I had not been walking with the Lord as close as I could have, uh, disaster would have struck. Many times God has sent the angels to prevent disaster from taking place. Tell me about the time you, you decide, I'm going to pray all day. My family's gone some like eight hours. Nothing happened. Right. Then what happened? Well, after being in prayer for seven hours and 58 minutes of praying, meditating on the Word, I could see my wife's car begin to come down the driveway. I knew it took two minutes from the top of the driveway to get to the house. And all day long, there was no spectacular vision, no angel appearing, not enough anointing to lift a feather off the desk, but just nice fellowship. And in those last two minutes, suddenly the Lord started speaking to me. And I said, Lord, I've been here all day long, almost eight hours. Why would you wait for the last two minutes? He said, I so have enjoyed your company today. I tried to keep you here as long as I could. That's why I didn't speak until the very last moment. I didn't want you to leave. It's hard to believe the creator of the universe enjoys your company or my company or your company. But what did he say? Say that again. He said, I didn't want to speak to you until the last two minutes because I didn't want you to leave if I would have spoke sooner. So I waited 
until this last moment because I so enjoyed your company. I tried to keep you here on purpose as long as I could. Well, Stephen, I'm having a problem now. When you talked about the healing angel being on the set, I feel the healing angel's presence right now. Yes. I believe it's time for you to pray. I feel the heat. I feel the glory of Me the too. Lord. I want to speak to those that have mental problems. See, just as you can be sick in your body, you can also be sick in your mind. And right now, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I rebuke mental illness and mental sickness. Leave in the name of Jesus. Come off the people right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Sid, the Lord is also healing scoliosis of the spine right now. If you're suffering with scoliosis, lift your hands. You'll feel the heat going right down your back. I command the spine to come into perfect shape, perfect form. All nerves, ligaments, discs be healed in the name of Jesus. Praise God. The anointing is flowing. I know. That reason I'm so still is I got plenty of things to say. But I believe God has not finished it. I believe that God is opening ears deaf ear yes. open in Jesus' name. And as Stephen said, scoliosis, it's any area of your back, yes. any area. And there's some people with bad pains in your hip and in your fingers, arthritis. You just start walking and you'll mm -hmm. see you are free. Is God showing you anything else? Yes, I want to confirm that. The Lord also told me that deafness would be healed. So that ringing right now that Sid just called out, that's leaving. That ringing is leaving. Some of you had ringing in your ears for over 20 years. It's leaving right now. And also the ears are just opening up. You're going to hear with crystal clear vision. You could even hold your watch up to your ear. And if it has a ticker in it, you're going to be able to hear that for the first time in a long, long time. Last nugget on why someone should fast. Because you want to get closer to the Lord. And what will happen is all the distractions that so often pull on you, even good things, you'll begin to separate all the different voices and you'll begin to hear the voice of God so clearly like never before. How would you like to break your love affair with the world and have a love affair with the creator of the universe who says, I enjoy your company. First step is to make Jesus your Messiah and Lord. You tell God you're sorry for your sins. Ask for his help to overcome these sins. You can't do it yourself. And you, you see, a lot of people, they turn from sin, but then they turn right back to sin. But he has the power to set you free from sin. God says, be ye holy, for I am holy. You can't be holy unless you walk in his supernatural power. After you ask God to forgive you of your sins and ask for his help to be free, then you say with your mouth, I make Jesus my Messiah. Repeat after me. I make Jesus my Messiah and Lord. Lord Jesus, come live inside of me. Become real to me. Let me fulfill my destiny. In Jesus' name, if you said that prayer and believe it, he heard you. He was waiting for you. difficult times we are living in, you need an impartation of God's supernatural miracle working nuclear power. God has an increase of the anointing that's available for you as you study this book about God's nuclear power. 
And this book, Working with Angels, will open your eyes to see into the spirit realm, the glories and the mysteries and the wonders that God has waiting for you. You'll be able to work with the angels and know them to a much higher degree in understanding. You will have a supernatural enablement. Don't miss out on getting two anointed books by Stephen Brooks, God's Nuclear Power and Working with Angels. Yours for a donation of $30. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9140. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural, P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9140 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. Next week on It's Supernatural. My guest, an internationally known minister, struggled with a hidden lust addiction. He struggled for 10 years. He tried every Christian counseling method that was known, even every 12-step program. Nothing worked. Then he got a revelation from God that changed his life forever. This revelation will allow you to tap into the mysteries of God that release all of God's promises.